feeling we might shout, don't you think? Even us Baptist folks will shout when that time comes. As robe of flesh shall drop and rise. Amen. Well, Romans chapter number 5 this evening. Romans chapter number 5. Romans chapter number 5. And uh, we'll read verses 1 through 8. I'll read verse 1. You join me on verse number 2. And uh, so on down through verse number 8, Romans chapter number 5. The Bible says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing the tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet preadventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Aren't you glad God loves us? He loves us. And I want to bring your attention to verse number five. And hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Unto us. Time of message this evening is this, the Christian's love. The Christian's love. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Now, Father, thank you for this time we can gather together here. And, Lord, uh, a lot of things we right at the beginning of a new week and a lot of things we've got to do and a holiday coming up and family uh, be coming and, and uh, maybe going to see folks. And, and uh, Lord, it's just an exciting time of the year. But, Lord, help us to just settle down for a moment and think about the message that you have for us this evening. Something you put on my heart this week and studied for, prayed over. Lord, I pray, help us to take it in. Uh, Lord, I, I pray we'd have that kind of love that the Bible talks about. I thank you. Your love is perfect. Lord, work on us tonight. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. You know, when a person gets saved, something really important happens. And uh, uh, many things really happen in a life. But I'd have to say this, that a, a new Christian's life a person gets saved will never be the same. Never be the same. Person really gets saved. I'm not talking about just repeat something and, and think that they're magic words. I'm talking about someone who gets born again. I, I really believe that they'll never be the same. Uh, the reason I say that is 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So when a person gets saved, they become something different. And uh, I, I'm thankful for that, aren't you? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, never, I never got into the drugs or the alcohol or anything like that. I thank the Lord. Don't know what that stuff tastes like. Or not. You know, the only thing I know is my diabetic medicine. That's the drugs I'm on. And uh, uh, maybe a baby aspirin here and there. But that's about it, you know. And uh, I, I don't know all those things. Thank the Lord. But I was lost on my way to hell, just like everybody else is lost on their way to hell. But thank the Lord he saved us, huh? And uh, he saved us. And, and uh, one of the greatest things, one of the greatest things that happened when we got saved. Of course, we got eternal life, but God did something in every one of our lives. And, and, and you say, well, what, what was it that he did? I think we just read it here, and, uh, and that was this, that God, the love of God was shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. 
And I know this happens at salvation because that's when the Holy Ghost comes to live within us. And uh, he doesn't come and live within us before we get saved. It's after we get saved or at the moment of salvation he moves in. And what he does, he sheds that love of God in our hearts. Now, uh, you know, that, that ought to thrill us tonight to think that God is able to do that and God wants to do that. Now, when we talk about the love of God, I think there's two things that, that we can say about that and uh, uh, two meanings found in the love of God. And one of them is this, I believe, the love of God is a love that we have, that we have for God. You know, I'm glad that we have the uh, ability to love, aren't you? I'm glad we have the ability to love. I, you know, I love my wife. I love my, uh, my children. I love most of my grandkids. And uh, no, I love all my grandkids too. I, I, and I love you tonight. I love each and every one. What a wonderful thing to love each other. Now, how can I do it? You say, well, because you're just a wonderful person. That's beside the point. No, I'm not a wonderful person. I have that love in my heart because somebody shed it abroad when I got saved. Uh, I've not always let it be like it should, but God shed his love, shed abroad his love for us. The love of God is that love that we have for God. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 22, If any man not, love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. And what that means, what the Apostle Paul was talking about there in that verse, he was saying, he was asking God to curse those who would come among Christians, those Christians at Corinth there, and tried to lead them away by, from, from the faith by some false teaching. Uh, the, uh, the Apostle Paul understood this, you know, he, he said, I, I've got a love for God so much that I want someone to be accursed that would try to lead someone away from the Lord. I have to say, Paul, I mean, we've been studying about him in our, in our, uh, in our Sunday school uh, uh, lessons in 1 Thessalonians and also on Wednesday night in 1 Corinthians. We've seen how Paul, we, we know something about Paul. Paul had a love. Now, I think I, when I look back at Paul's life, and, 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 and you probably you know this, I'm sure, when we look back at Paul's life, he was a man who really didn't have love. He, didn't, he, didn't, he hated Christians. He was a man that was full of hatred. You see what happens when you get saved? changed a man like the apostle paul made a man that was so full of love and and as so much so that it bothered him when people try when when some false teacher would come along and try to draw someone away from the lord you know the bible tells us and i believe i believe god's people when when we get saved we're going to love god amen we're going to love god and but i also believe that the second thing about the love of god has the idea of what is loved by god what is loved by god and, uh, you know, what the Lord says here, two, two words in verse number five that, that's, I believe, a blessing to me. It says, and hope maketh not a shame because the love of God is, and here's the two words, shed abroad. The word shed means to pour out or to gush out. You know, I, I mean, think about this. When we're talking about God's love, it's not just like something real small. God said it's poured out. If you were to pour something out, you ever done that before? I'm sure. And and again, I, my picture picture in my mind is this: having a pitcher full of water, and just taking that and just pouring it out, or a bucket and pouring it out. That's like what God does. I don't think God takes an eyedropper and puts that love in us. I believe He pours it out, gush out. It's not a small love; it's a great love. You know, I'm glad it's a great love because sometimes people are very unlovable. Hmm. Sometimes we're unlovable, but God happens. God sheds his love abroad uh, in us. He sheds it in us so that that love can actually gush out. That where we can, think about this, there's the possibility, and it should be, that we can love people who are unlovable. God's that way. He loved us when we were sinners. God didn't say, you get straightened up, you get cleaned up, and then I'll love you. 
Well, you get rid of all your vices, get rid of all your habits and bad habits, and then I'll love you. That's not what God said. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. He came to this world, was a sin-cursed world, and he loved us. And then think about it, his love is shed. That means gushing out, poured out. And the Bible says in John chapter 15, verse 13, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. I'm glad the Lord Jesus Christ laid down his, you know, people say, well, you know, those people, they, they killed him. No, Jesus laid down his life for us. God's love's a great love. It's a giving love. But not, not only shed, but the word abroad means across the board. Think about this. You know what God did? How many of you saved tonight? Say amen. amen. All right, sounds like most of you. I hope every one of you. But you know, you know what that means? That in every child of God, the Holy Ghost lives within them. That means that love is shed abroad in every one of God's children. That's Bible. That's what the Bible says. Uh, look, look with me at 1 John chapter number 3. Back towards the back of your Bible there, 1 John. Chapter number 3, go to verse number 16. 1 John three sixteen. I'll get it here. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Now, we all know that Jesus laid down his life for us, didn't Don't we know that? But then he tells us there that we're to lay down our lives for the brethren. Look at verse number 17. But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him, my little children? Let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. You know, you think about it, God's love uh, that, that, that has been shed abroad in our hearts and, and, and means that when the Holy Spirit came to live within us, he put that love in us and the, the capacity to love other people. And I thought several things about God's love. It's a gift to his children. You know, Christmas time is going to be coming up. And Eliana, we were talking about, you know, Christmas coming up. And I said, what do you like about the Christmas? She said, presents. <laughs> you know, she loves the presents. You know, the greatest present God ever gave was, of course, eternal life. And along with that was a, was a good dose of love. <laughs> it's a gift. It's something God's given. The Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. It's a gift given to God's children in the person of the Holy Ghost at salvation. And we read there Romans chapter 5 and verse number 5. It's the greatest of the three main remaining gifts. On, on, on Wednesday nights, we've been talking about the gifts and the, and, uh, uh, that God has given to the people in the church. And we found that some things they would not continue on. There was those uh, 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 things that were given to, to help the Jews to understand. Remember, the Jews were looking for a sign. And, 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 and God gave some signs there by these gifts that he gave and talents that he gave to the, uh, I guess the gifts we should say that he's given to the, gave to people. And, uh, uh, but we find there was some that were, were remaining in one of those. The Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter number 13, it says the greatest of these is, is charity. You know, that's a love. You know, the greatest thing, think about this, you say, well, that's salvation. Well, you know what salvation is? Love. For God so loved the world. It was because of God's love that we have eternal life. And that love that God has given to us. It's a love 
that's important to us. The world talks about love today, but, you know, I, I don't really think they understand it. I remember back years ago, the hippies, remember the hippies? And, uh, you know, the hippies, they, they, they used to, there was a lot of them around our church in Hammond. And, in fact, they had right on the corner, our church was on one corner here, and right at a corner across was this, they called it the head shop. And uh, because they were, you know, about drugs and that, and they called it the head shop. And I remember the hippies were out there, and they were very anti-America, anti-everything. Uh, they were anti-baths because we smelled them. They stunk. And uh, they, they, they would, I remember one day they went out there in front of the church, and, they, and, and one of them tried washing a car with the American flag. It didn't go so well, and uh, but they they tried they they just they, they were they were terrible and 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 uh, they would protest about the church and I remember one time uh, some of the hippies came in the church and Brother House said he says you know the ushers are like man we're not gonna let them come in he said no let them come in we want them to hear the gospel and he said this he said as long as you guys will behave you can stay here well while I was preaching all of a sudden one guy started getting up and mouthing off and so Brother House said ushers would you usher him out. And so the guy gets up, and he's mouthing off, and, he's, and Brother Howe said this. He said, probably some of you ladies could handle him better than the men. But uh, anyways, it took him out, and uh, he, he was not able to stay in there. But I remember, I remember the hippies. You know what they said, What they always talking about? Love. They didn't know what love was. They thought love was smoking a marijuana joint. They thought love was living together out of wedlock. That's what they thought love was. And they, they, didn't, know, they didn't know what that was. It's called lust is what it was, and their perversion that they had. But I think about this tonight, that the world talks about love, but they don't even know what love is all about. First John 4, 8, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. You know what, Christian, you better let the love of God flow in your heart, or you're going to act just like a lost person. You know, a lost person, you had the hatred today, isn't there? And hatred, who, who, I mean, yes, it's scary to go out on the streets in America today because of so much hatred. Let me tell you something, God's people ought to be a people of love. And uh, uh, it's love is what separates the believer from the world. You know, I, I believe in being tough. I believe men ought to be tough. Amen. I think we ought to have, be willing to take a stand, have a backbone, and, and take a stand. Now, these days, I got a backbone. I know it. I'm feeling it all the time right now. And, uh, and we ought to take a stand. And uh, I think we ought not be pushed around. I think we ought to just, you know, uh, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Not a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, you know, Milk toast, mealy mouth people. We're, we're supposed to speak up, and I think we ought to be tough. But you know what? Never be too tough that you can't love. You know what? I mean, be, be tough, and, you know, you, you can throw the boogeyman out of your house if he comes around, but you may, you be, you be uh, tender enough to hug your wife and kiss your wife and hug your kids and, and, and be kind and love other people. That's what makes a difference between us and the world. The Bible says, John 13, 34, and 35, a new commandment I give unto you. That ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know. Think about it. How, how are the people going to know? This, by shall all men know that ye are my disciples. How? If ye have love one to another. You know, don't, don't go around. Don't, don't put the little, you know, Jesus first pin. I remember back years ago, Jerry Falwell had the Jesus first pin. Don't put a Jesus first pin on. Show your love. You say, look, I'm a Christian. I, you know, I, I mean, you can put a sticker on your car. You can put a th something on your, on your lapel. You can do that if you want to. But I'll tell you something. What we all need is a good old dose of love once again to love the brethren. I didn't say that we compromise. You know, I, 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 there's some folks I love, but they are definitely wrong. You know, I, I mean, I, 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 and, I, and I don't think there's anything wrong standing up about it. 
something happened this past week. Brother Domley wrote about it there on, I don't know what it was. I, I, don't, I think it was, uh, uh, what would they, what'd they say it was, uh, what was it on the, uh, uh, was Brother Domley, when he wrote, what, what is the, 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 the thing that he writes on? No, 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 no. What, what is that? Uh, no, Facebook, no, the other, uh, Instagram. Whew. It was like pulling teeth. You folks pay attention to my sermon. <laughs> Instagram, I, I'm not sure what it was about, but someone sent me a link to it. And I clicked on it there. And, and, and something, someone, a church, a, a church uh, I have to say, a church I, the church I used to go to, compromised. And, and, and it bothers the fire out of me. But you know what I'm supposed to do? I'm still supposed to love those folks. I do not condone their compromise. And uh, Brother Domley's thing there, it said on there, it says, uh, you, you know, leave, leave your, uh, uh, have something to say, you want to leave your opinion, and I gave my opinion. And uh, I, it, it hurts me. You know why it hurts me? Because I love those people. And it hurts me when they compromise. And, but that's a thing that's going on today, and we think that love is compromise. Love is not compromise. I love you, therefore I will tell you the truth. If I don't love you and I don't care, I'll compromise so I get your money. You know what? That's what some do. And I can never preach on that, man. Our offerings go down. I, you know, it's, it's kind of like this. I believe God blesses when we're faithful to him. Love causes a one to, 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 to be straight and, and forward with the word of God. But I think preaching needs to be sometimes rough and tough. But folks need to know you love them. That's why we got to be rough and tough. And in, in the, in the reason behind it all is because you love them. We love God because he first loved us. That's what it said in 1 John 4, 19. We love him because he first loved us. Here's another good thought. We love the brethren. That means, that don't mean just the church of the brethren, all righty. We love the brethren. That means safe folks. We love each other. But I think about this. This is the thought that, that really got a hold of me was this. We're to love the brethren and then understand this. Then that means the brethren loves me. I'm going to believe this whether it be true or not tonight. You ready? I love you. And I'm going to believe you love me. Now, please, don't come up to me after the service and go, you can take me off your love list. <laughs> right? I'm going to still trust you. And you know what's a wonderful thing? And, and, I, and I tell my wife, and I, I've told others, I, I was talking to Dan the other day, and I said about our folks, I said, I said, I'll tell you one thing about our people. They love their preacher. And I just, I mean, how wonderful it is to love the brethren, to be able to love this way, but also to get that love this way. You know, I, kids oftentimes come in my office and bug me, I mean, talk to me. And uh, we have little discussions there. We talk, and, and I, you know, you know I, I really believe this, and kids don't tell me different, but I believe one of the reasons they want to come in and talk to me is because they love me. And I love them, too. You know, one wonderful thing is to know I love, but it's just so thrilling to know that there's those who love me, too. And uh, that's, that's part of, the, part of the Christian life. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 20 and 21, uh, uh, If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Oh, how good it is when we get really saved, a person really gets saved, they're in the family of God, and what carries on there is that, that we'll have a love for the brethren. I didn't say we'll agree with everybody all the time. You know, we don't always agree on everything. You know, but, but thank the Lord we can always love each other. Amen.
Also, I think about we love the church. I'm so, I'm so thankful for Heritage Baptist. Amen. I'm thankful for Heritage Baptist. And you say, well, you're, you, you know, you're kind of partial. Yeah, I am. This is my church. And when I say my church, it doesn't mean I, I own it. This is where my membership is. I, I just, this, is, this is special to me. I think consistently throughout the New Testament, we find when someone got saved, you know what they did? They, they, they assembled in a church. I believe assembling in church and salvation go hand in hand. And when a person gets saved, you're in church. And, and uh, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verses 41 and 42, and then they gladly received his word, were baptized. And the same day, they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. So these folks who were at Pentecost, they were getting saved, they got baptized. And the Bible says, and, 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 and they, they were added to them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. Well, these folks just kept going, going, getting together all the time. That was church. Why? Because they got saved. They had that love for church. I'm thankful for the church we're able to have, and and uh, that we can we can love it. Uh, I think you know. I think it's exciting. And I know I say this, said this a lot, but I think it's exciting when I watch the kids get out of their cars and run in the building. You know, it's like everyone watch out. Here they come. But I'm glad they're running in the building. They're not being drug into the building. I saw Titus, they were, you know, Seth was dragging him, had a rope around him, bringing him in. But no, I watched these kids, just, they're just happy to come to church. They come in the door, hey, preacher, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Oh, man, that's the way we ought to go to church. That's the way it is. We love the church. And then I believe also when that love is shed abroad, we love the word of God. We love the word of God. God's word is a rejoicing of our hearts. Jeremiah 15, 16 says this, thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. You know, thank the Lord we, we can love the word of God. I'm so glad again, uh, I think I said this morning, to be able to have a copy of the Bible in my hands. You know, be able to have this blessed book right here on this table. And, uh, and to be able to read it. And I've got Bibles at the house. And, and, uh, and I take this one with me all the time. And I thank, thank the Lord, you know, this, that, uh, for what, what God uh, has given to us by way of the Word of God. Oh, never take it, never take it lightly. Me be thankful for this blessed book that God's given to us. Boys and girls, make sure that you, that make sure you take care of your Bibles and love your Bible and read your Bible, study Bible, realize how blessed you are to have a Bible. There's kids in this world, there's adults in this world who do not have a Bible. They don't know. In fact, it is because they don't have a Bible. You know what many of them, they don't know? They don't know that God loves them. They don't know how to be saved. Thank the Lord today, this book right here has all the answers for life right there in that book so we love the word of god but the love of god also helps us to love sinners you know i know god loves sinners you say how do you know that he saved me i was a sinner i was a sinner you know i'm glad he loves sinners you know i'm looking forward to the lord coming again aren't you you know, that trumpet sounds will rise to be with him. I'm looking forward to that. We just sang about it there. This robe of flesh, I'll drop and rise to seize the everlasting prize. And uh, I think, well, how wonderful it'll be when, we, when we're able to, to walk in, in, into heaven. But uh, think about this, too. And this, this is another, another thought that just, just, it'll bless your heart. I'm looking forward to going to heaven, but the Lord is looking forward to me coming to heaven. Isn't that something? I mean, to think the Lord is looking forward, saying, you know, one of these days, Mark Bider is going to come to heaven with us. I'm sure all the angels are going, Mark who? Yeah. But, you know, God, God knows God's looking forward to you coming to heaven. Isn't that wonderful? Huh? 
You know, my, uh, my kids, uh, they, they all came, they all came uh, 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 this week when Larissa was here. But even Larissa, when she got here, do you know, the thing was, she wanted to come home and be with us, and we were wanting, you think about that, we were wanting her to come and be with us. And then, then, if, then Lisa and them came over, and, and they wanted to come over to our house. I wanted them to come over. I, 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 Tucker and Linda and their kids, they wanted to come up, and I wanted them to come. Isn't it wonderful? Can you imagine how it would be if all of a sudden the kids said, Hey, Dad, Mom, can I, come out, can I come out and see you? We go, No, we don't want you. And that would hurt their feelings, wouldn't it? But we'll lie to them every time. I mean, we'll tell them that we want them to be here because we do. There's a God in heaven's looking forward when you get to heaven. Think about this. Well, you know, we talk about the angels rejoicing. Don't you think the Lord rejoices when people get saved? Don't you think the Lord's going to rejoice when, you know, we're talking about uh, Bob Ander just passed away the other day. And, uh, you know, the family has got tears, but I believe in heaven, not tears. I don't think he has tears in heaven. And I believe it wasn't. I believe the Lord said, here he is. Angels, this is Bob. Bob, you're finally home. He looks and he says, no more cancer. Amen. <laughs> Why? Because God's love. God loved the old sinner, willing to save him. God loves us too. He's looking forward to seeing us in heaven and uh, being with him. The Bible says, 1 Thessalonians 2.19, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? Think about it. Uh, all the rejoicing is going to go on. I think we're going to rejoice when we get to heaven, but I think all heaven will rejoice when we're there too. Amen. I think a welcoming committee. Amen. We're getting to heaven. I'll be there. I think there'll be some applause. There'll be some hallelujahs. They'll be praising God when folks come. You think about it. Somebody's right now on, on their deathbed. They're about to go to heaven. There's a God. Heaven says, won't be long. Won't be long. Everybody get ready. Get in tune. We're about to sing. Um, can you imagine? It's a glorious thing. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. The Bible talks about there. Oftentimes I thought, how can that be? Because the Lord's saying, they're coming home. How happy I was, honestly, how happy I was when all the kids came home this week. It was a joy. Uh, the other day, the other day, uh, um, uh, Mark's kids stayed the night on Friday night. And Larissa was there with her kids. And those two little girls are nonstop talking. And they just talked and talked. Well, during the week, Elizabeth, she would come in my room where I would go and get peace and quiet. She would come in there and she would stand there and she just jibber, jabber, talk, talk, talk. And then I could tell she had nothing else to say. And she stood there in front of me going. And then she would start talking again. What's that? What's that? She kept looking at the coyote uh, skin I have on the wall there on the door. And she goes, what's that? I go, coyote. And she goes, coyote, coyote. And I thought, okay, now she knows. I'm, Go on. And she just stayed in there. And then finally what happens, they, they left. Well, then Ileana wakes up. And guess what happens? I go back to my room. Guess who comes in my room? Ileana. She's nonstop talk. Now, you can understand her a little bit better, which is really, I don't know if that's good or not. But I'll be honest with you. I sat there and I was thrilled. That those little kids... They're, they're, not, they're not like the teenagers. Teenagers go, hey, Pap, you got anything? No, no, nothing. And they go, okay, I'll see you later. Those little kids, they just go in there and jabber to me about everything. You know, I, I think our Lord's looking forward to us getting home. 
finally home, finally home. The love of God's a gift that the Lord gives to his children. I'd have to say it's also the glue that holds, holds the local church together. You know, more, most church splits are not over doctrine. Most church splits are over love. Man, you hurt my feelings. You know what? We all get our feelings hurt sometimes by people who love us and people we love. But you don't divorce over hurt feelings. You still love them. You point out that they're wrong, but you know, you, no, you still love them, right? But sure. I don't know what's wrong with us as Christians today. Again, when I talk about love, I, I'm afraid sometimes people think, well, you just compromise. No, I'm not compromising. I'm taking, I take a stand, but I, I also know this, that, that uh, most, most problems in our churches is a love problem. True Christian love glorifies God instead of self. John 13, I think I read the verse already, but I'll read it again. John 13, 35, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. True love edifies the church. True Christian love is evidence of spiritual maturity. True Christian love covers a multitude of sin. 1 Peter 4, 8 says, And above all things have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. You know, you're going to love even you know, when a child does wrong, you still love them. You don't, you're not pleased with what they do. You still love them. You know, when a child does wrong, and I know what I'm talking about here, when a child does wrong, you love them, you don't approve of it. But don't give up hope because they can get right with God. You know, don't throw them away, you still love them. And one of these days, they may just get right with God. True, true Christian love prefers one another. Philippians 2, 4 says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. In other words, prefer one another. And what a blessing it is to love someone enough that you're glad when they're blessed. You know, we tease about that. If someone gets a vehicle, you say, oh, it must be nice. And then we always tease about saying, say this, it is. But you know, we ought not say it must be nice. We ought to say, well, congratulations. I'm happy for you. You say, but I wish I had one. Well, your turn may come someday. But even if it doesn't, be happy for others. And you will when you love folks. True Christian love is compassionate towards the unfortunate. First John 3, 17 says, But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him. You know, we're going to have compassion for those that have needs. We'll be able to do something for them and help them. Thank the Lord. True Christian love brings about forgiveness of others. I'm glad that God gave us love so that we can forgive when people do wrong. Bible says Ephesians 31 30 and 32 says let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind one to another tender-hearted forgiving one another even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you hey, if someone done you wrong forgive them here's the thing you say what if they don't say I'm sorry you can still forgive them you know sometimes people just don't say it you say well they should i know they should but the thing is you can still forgive even when they don't ask for forgiveness the lord did that for us didn't he he loved us so much and was willing to forgive and uh, the christian main also this true christian love will help bear the burdens of others galatians 6 2 says bear you one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of christ 
We can, we can, we can uh, uh, bear the burdens of others. You know, I think about it tonight. There's folks in this room that have a lot of burdens. You know, if we spend time and we all got honest, I think, you know, we all come in here, we're smiling like everything's all right. But it's not always all right. There's burdens. You know, when you love someone, you want to help carry the burden. You know, I'll be honest with you. If I saw you walking along the road, I would stop and offer you a ride. You know why? Love you. I said, man, hey, hop in. I'll give you a ride. I got the truck, jump in the back. <laughs> no, you, 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 you're concerned about someone. That's that love that God's talking about there. We ought to be watching for ways to help other people. True Christian love maintains the unity of purpose. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. You know, that means this, we have real love. We'll be in unity on the purpose that we have. You know, tonight I believe we're in unity. Whoa, that scares me. I said, tonight I believe we're in unity. Okay, that's better. Whew, I'll sleep better now. We're on the same page. We've got the same Bible. We pray the same God. We've got the Lord as our Savior. The Holy Spirit shed that love abroad in our hearts. But true Christian love will also keep your feelings from being hurt. You say, but I get hurt sometimes. Well, here's a good verse for you. Psalm 119, 165. You ready for it? Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. (laughs) You know why we get so offended sometimes? Because we're having a problem with the word of God. So the Bible says, if you want to, you go look it up. If you don't believe what I just said to you, go look it up. Uh, Psalm 119 and verse 165. Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. People go, well, I'm just offended. You know what we ought to say? You ought to love the Bible more. Amen. And you know how much when people say, well, you just offended me. You say, hey, how much have you read your Bible today? Right? Because then we won't be so offended because of that love. There's a little poem, and I'll, I'll, I'll be finished with this. I don't know what time it is. Well, I'm a little bit early this morning. I was really early, wasn't I? I'll tell you, it was I, was. I was stopping at brunch time, not lunch time, brunch time. What's brotherly love? Listen to this little poem. Brotherly love, it's silence when your words would hurt. It's patience when your brother is curt. It's deafness when some gossip flows. It's compassion for a brother's woes. It's courage when misfortune falls. It's firmness when one's duty calls. It is willingness to help another. It is trusting and especially a brother. It is restitution made when due. It is forgiving when asked of you. That's what real love is all about. Brotherly love. And hope maketh not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto you, unto us. That the author of love has shed abroad that love in us when we got saved. And I believe believe this with all my heart. The Holy Spirit never runs out of that love that he sheds in our hearts. I don't care what happens. And I know we can come up with all kinds of reasons. No matter what happens, I believe the Christian can still love. Because it's not us working it up. It's that love that God sheds abroad in our hearts. Amen. Aren't you glad he loves you? Now the question is, do we love him back? Do we love our brethren like we should? How good it is to be loved 
and to love and to be loved. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much again for this time tonight. Lord, bless the dear people here tonight. Thank you so much for them. I love these folks. And God, I believe folks love each other. And Lord, we know the longer we're together, sometimes we may step on toes and we may offend by some things we say. But God, help us to love so much that eh, nothing offend us. We'll still love folks. We'll still love other people. And Lord, to, to think how much you love us. Lord, I pray most of all that we would love you back. Our heads bowed, our eyes closed, maybe here this evening and not sure of salvation. I wonder if there'd be anyone here tonight and said, Preacher, if I was to die, I don't know I'd go to heaven. Well, I've got good news for you. God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus Christ to die for you on the cross of Calvary. So you'd be saved. There's a God in heaven that loves you. I've heard people say, I, I, why, why does God hate me? And God doesn't hate you. God loves you. God loves you so much. He gave his son. I remember out soul winning when my son was a little boy. We'd go to a house and I'd tell someone, I said, you know, God loves you so much. He gave his son. I said, you know, sir. I said, I don't know you, but I, I, I honestly, I could not give my son for you. If I found out that his heart was a match for you, I would not allow my, them to take my son's heart and put in you. I couldn't give my son for you. But God gave his son for you. That's love. How in the world can we not, how can the world can we say, I have trouble loving people when God loves us like that? And that love is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Tonight, thank the Lord for that love. Tonight, ask God to help you to show that love towards others. Enjoy the love that others have for you and the love that God has for you too. I don't know what God spoke to your heart about, but maybe you need to pray about something. Just want to tell the Lord you love him. The altar is open. You do what God says tonight. Father, bless the invitation now. I pray that you will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.